plug in all these numbers and it spits out a five-year ROI to your limited partners and it spits out cash flow that goes to the general partners. That's great to see that and share that with your investors, but it's also good to understand exactly how that is being calculated. Before we get into it, I want to introduce you to Groundbreaker, today's sponsor and partner. They are an all-in-one suite of tools for small to medium-sized real estate syndicators. They've got a special focus on real estate syndicators with $1 million to $100 million assets under management. They help you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Groundbreaker will help you scale your business without the need to scale your overhead. So they're going to help reduce your costs because of the admin team that won't need to be as large. And they're going to help you reduce your risk of data breach because of the security systems that they have in place. They'll help you increase your revenue by growing your assets under management because you're going to be allowed to focus on the things that are most important, like business growth and operations, not those administrative logistics. And ultimately, they're going to help you elevate your company's brand and professionalism and investor experience because your investors are going to enjoy having this platform with all their information versus however you're currently doing it. Three things specifically about Groundbreaker I personally like. One, super easy to use from an investor standpoint and from a general partner standpoint. Two, it allows investors and general partners to fund electronically, meaning that a limited partner can complete their entire subscription and funding cycle without leaving the platform. And on the general partnership side, for distributions, you can set it up so that you can trigger bulk ACH payments within the platform. And then the last thing I really like about Groundbreaker is it's, well, it's cost effective. It's healthy to the bottom line. Their basic plan allows sponsors to sign up for as little as $100 per month with no limits on deals or investors. And you can read all about their pricing on their website. Speaking of their website, it is groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe, J-O-E. And when you go there, groundbreaker.co forward slash J-O-E you're going to get access to a pitch deck that the Groundbreaker team created so that you have a template should you want to use that and customize it for your own deal. So go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. There needed to be a resource on apartment syndication that not only talked about each aspect of the syndication process, but how to actually do each of the things and go into it in detail. And we thought, hey, why not make it free too? That's why we launched Syndication School, and Theo Hicks will go through a particular aspect of apartment syndication on today's episode and get into the details of how to do that particular thing. Enjoy this episode. And for more on apartment syndication and how to do things, go to apartmentsyndication.com or to learn more about the apartment syndication school, go to syndicationschool.com so you can listen to all the previous episodes. Hi, best ever listeners. Welcome to another episode of the Syndication School series, a free resource on the how-tos of apartment syndication. As always, I am your host, Theo Hicks. Each week, we air two podcast episodes 
that focus on a specific aspect of the apartment syndication investment strategy. And for a lot of these episodes, we offer free resources as well. These are PDF how-to guides, PowerPoint presentation templates, Excel calculator templates, some sort of free document to help you along your apartment syndication journey. All of these free documents, as well as the past syndication school series, can be found at syndicationschool.com. And today, we are going to be talking about waterfalls. So a waterfall describes how, when, and to whom funds are paid in an apartment syndication deal. And then the type of waterfall structure that you as the syndicator chooses will determine the returns that the limited partners and the general partners receive. Ultimately, you get to decide which type of passive investor compensation structure to choose. And if you remember, we've already done an episode where we talked about the different types of compensation structures, preferred return, profit splits, different types of thresholds. So I'm not going to go into a lot of detail in this episode on what those are. This is more going to explain what the waterfall structure is for each of those structures. And waterfall structure, as I already mentioned, describes how, when, and to whom funds are paid in a apartment syndication deal. But basically what it means is that money comes in and how is that money allocated? Who gets paid first and who gets paid second? Who gets paid third? Who gets paid fourth? And then each of those people, how much do they get? And how's that cash flow going to be allocated? And the same thing for any sort of capital transaction, like a sale, a supplemental loan, or a finance. So the waterfall structure will let your limited partners, your passive investors understand, number one, how much money they're going to make and who gets paid in what order. So in this episode, we're going to go over the written description of the waterfall. So cash flow comes in based off of what structure you've created, who gets paid first and in what order. So we've got five waterfall structures to go over. And the last one is one that you might not have heard of before. It's one that I've recently heard about. I know it's a pretty common structure in apartment syndications, but I personally hadn't heard of it before. So it's a structure that you might like because it allows you as a general partner to get paid cash flow first without having to wait for the profit split to come into play. Or it allows you to have a payment accrue if you don't receive payment because you can only cover the 8% preferred return or whatever. So let's dive into the explanations of the different waterfall structures. So the first one would be if you have 8% preferred return only. So the waterfall for the cash flow is that the cash flow is distributed to the class A partner, which is the passive investor, until they receive an annualized return of 8% based on their initial capital contribution. Of course, if you decide to update their preferred return based off of their ongoing capital account, then this would change a little bit. So to start off being based off of their initial capital contribution, and then after year one, it would change and update based off of their new capital account if they received equity back via profit splits and things like that or refinances. And then any remaining cash flow is distributed to the Class B general partners. So since this is only preferred return, the Class A partners make their 8%, and then the general partners get the rest of the cash. Now, what about a waterfall for the capital transaction, which is a sale, supplemental, or refinance? So first, repay the unreturned capital contributions of the Class A investors, which since this is a preferred return, and they're not receiving an additional profit split, which is considered a return of capital typically, then they are owed their entire initial equity investment. Next, 
make up arrearages in class A preferred returns if applicable. So if you were not able to hit an 8% preferred return, then at the capital transaction, that is where that accrued amount is paid back. And then after that, any remaining cash flow is distributed to the class B general partners. So we had pretty straightforward structure. Preferred return only is what Ashcroft has for their class A investors. And then this next one, Waterfall 2, is what they have for their class B investors, which is a preferred return and a profit split. So of course, you could see a deal where it's just a preferred return, which is pretty advantageous to the general partners. So maybe not something that would be common right now just because there's so much money out there. But in the future, who knows? Maybe this is something that you can convert to. This is definitely very beneficial to the general partners because once they pay the 8%, they get the rest of the money. So waterfall structure number two is a preferred return plus a profit split. So we're just going to just for simple math, we're going to go with 8% preferred return and then a 70-30 profit split. So for the cash flow... First, cash flow is distributed to the Class A, the passive investors, until they receive an annualized return of 8% based on their initial capital contribution or on their capital count, depending, again, on which way you decide to go. And then any remaining cash flow is split 70-30, with 70% paid to Class A, passive investors, and 30% paid to Class B, general partners. So again, very simple. Now, what about a capital transaction? So first... Unreturned capital contributions is paid to class A. And so this is going to be either the initial equity investment, if the 8% preferred return or less was hit, or the reduced equity investment amount based on capital return from that profit split. And if it's a second capital transaction, let's say we're going to refinance, that would be the reduced equity amount based on the returned capital from the profit split and the refinance or the supplemental loan. So basically equity gets returned first. Second, arrearages in Class A preferred returns, if applicable, again, so if 8% preferred return isn't hit, then the accrued amount is paid back after the equity is returned. And then any remaining cash flow is split 70-30, with, as I mentioned, 70% going to the Class A and 70% going to Class B. So if you remember, we have a simplified cash flow calculator available on the Syndication School website, so syndicationschool.com. Or if you find the Syndication School episodes about underwriting, just go to joefairless.com, search underwriting at the top. You'll see that come up. We have a link to download the free simplified cash flow calculator. And on that cash flow calculator, this preferred return plus profit split is what is currently set up on that cash flow calculator. So once you input the preferred return and the profit split number, then it'll automatically calculate returns to your class A investors based off of this waterfall I just described. So you don't need to do anything to that cash flow calculator if this is the type of waterfall structure you are doing. Obviously, if you're doing any of the other ones, then you're going to need to make some updates to that model, with the easiest update being the waterfall number one, which is just a preferred return. Some of the other ones are a little bit more complicated, like the next one, which is waterfall number three, which is a preferred return plus a profit split with a return hurdle. So the waterfall for the cash flow is going to be the exact same as the waterfall for the previous waterfall we discussed, which is the preferred return plus profit split, because the hurdle's typically not going to come into play until a capital transaction, most likely the sale being that capital transaction. So just as a reminder for cash flow, first cash flow is distributed to the class A passive investors until they receive an annualized return of 8% based on their initial capital contribution or their capital account. 
And then any remaining cash flow is split 70-30 with 70% going to class A and 30% going to class B general partners. The capital transaction is where it's a little bit different. So obviously unreturned equity is paid back to the class A investors first. Next, any arrearages in the preferred return to class A. And then cash flow is split 70-30 with 70% paid to class A and 30% paid to class B up to a certain return hurdle. So a very common return hurdle is the IRR, the internal rate of return hurdle. And internal rate of return isn't going to be a positive number until they receive all their money back anyways, which typically is not going to happen until sale. So that's why you're typically not going to hit your hurdle from ongoing cash flow unless you've had a really large refinance where they received 90% of their money back. And then maybe at year four, they received enough cash flow so that they've received all of their capital back. And then maybe ongoing cash flows change, but typically it's not going to happen until sale. So it's split 70, 30 up to say a 13% internal rate of return. And then once that 13% internal rate of return is hit, the remaining cash is split 50, 50 between the class A and class B. Of course, there can be more than one hurdle. It could be 70-30 up to 13%, and then 60-40 up to 15% IRR, and then 50-50 thereafter. It could be really any combination of these things, whatever you decide to do. As I mentioned, this is something that is not on the simplified cash flow calculator. If you're going to want to set up a hurdle, you're going to need to download a hurdle Excel calculator. I'm sure you can find one for free online. Or you can do more of an iterative process where you keep changing the sales proceeds to the limited partners such that the IRR equals 13%. And then after that, you can change that remaining number to 50-50. That's probably the fastest and the easiest way to do it. But if you do want to update the simplified cash flow calculator to do it for you automatically, it is possible. It's just some pretty complicated formulas. Okay, waterfall number four, which is having two passive investor tiers. So this would be if you have, let's say, class A receive a preferred return only, and then class B receives a preferred return plus a profit split. So the waterfall for the cash flow would be cash flow is first distributed to class A until they received their annualized preferred return based on their initial capital contribution. So let's go with 10%. So the money is first paid to the class A until they achieve an annualized return of 10%. And then next, the cash flow goes to the class B until they receive an annualized return of, let's say, 7% based on their initial capital contribution. And these 10% for class A and 7% for class B is what Ashcroft currently does. So that's why I'm using those as an example. And then any remaining cash flow after that is split 70-30 or whatever, 50-50, 60-40, whatever you decide, with 70% going to class B. So class B are the ones that get the profit split, not class A. And then 30% going to class C, which in this case would be the general partners. Now the waterfall for the capital transaction would be repaying the unreturned capital contribution to class A first, right? So class A gets paid before class B. And since class A isn't receiving a profit split, then their capital account isn't reduced unless there's been some sort of refinance or supplemental loan. Next, you repay the unreturned capital contributions to class B investors. And this is going to be, again, like I said before, their initial capital contribution or their capital account based off of profit splits received or finances, things like that. Next, make up arrearages in class A preferred return and then make up arrearages in class B preferred returns if applicable for both of those. 
generally speaking, at least for Ashcroft deals, the class A is going to get their 10% because they make up 25% of the actual investors. And so the deal itself doesn't need to cash flow 10%. If they only make up 25%, it needs to cash flow around 2.5% to hit that 10% number on a deal level. But sometimes the class B investors might not make their entire 7% preferred return. So that's the case then at a capital transaction, that accrued amount will get paid. Then any remaining cash flow from a capital transaction is split 70-30 with 70% paid to class B and 30% paid to class C. Of course, for this same structure, we could add a hurdle as well. So that 70-30 split might be up to a certain IRR to class B and then that profit split changes to a 50-50 or 60-40. And the last waterfall structure, so this is what I was talking about in the beginning, which is more beneficial to the, the general partners because long-term, I'd probably say waterfall structure number one is the best just because once they hit that 8% preferred return to their investors, they get the rest of the money. Waterfall number five is a general partner catch-up. So this is a waterfall structure where you are able to start receiving distributions starting from day one or start accruing distributions starting from day one. So for the cash flow, first cash flow is distributed to class A until they received their annualized preferred return amount based on their initial capital contribution. So let's go with 8%. And then cash flow is next distributed to class B general partners until they receive an annualized return of 3.43%. And this is going to be based off of the class A initial contribution. Now, this 3.43% is based off of the profit split. So the profit split is 70-30 overall. And the class A investors are getting an 8%. So that 8% to 70% is the same as 3.43% is to 30%. So it's kind of like an algebra equation where it's 70 over 30 equals 8 over X. And when you solve for X, it equals 3.43%. So basically, it's keeping the ratio of profit splits the same and applying that to the preferred return. So the preferred return to class A is 8%. To class B, general partners, is 3.43%. And then any money remaining is split 70-30, with 70% going to class A and 30% going to class B. Then the capital transaction, again, is being very similar to the previous one, which is the two tiers. So similar to really all of these. So first is unreturned capital contributions to class A. So equity is returned first. And then arrearages in class A preferred returns is paid. Arrearages in class B preferred returns. So that's for the general partner. So the 3.43 preferred return accrues as well. Which is why this is a beneficial structure for the general partners. And then any remaining cash flow is split 70-30 with 70% going to class A and 30% going to class B. Now the entire point of this episode was to basically give you an explanation of what is happening on a simplified cash flow calculator or really any cash flow calculator that you're looking at, any underwriting model you're looking at. When you plug in all these numbers and it spits out a five-year ROI to your limited partners and it spits out cash flow that goes to the general partners, that's great to see that and share that with your investors, but it's also good to understand exactly how that is being calculated. And how that's being calculated is the cash flow calculator is saying, okay, we've got $100,000 in cash flow. The first 8% goes to the limited partners, so $80,000, and then $20,000 is split 50-50 to class A and class B. So for that first year, class A receives $80,000 in preferred return plus $10,000 in profit split, and then the general partners receive that last $10,000. 
So that's where that $90,000 and that $10,000 is coming from. So it's much better to understand that. And if you look into the formulas, you'll be able to see that. But here's just a, kind of a written explanation of what those formulas are actually doing. This gives you a better understanding of what's going on on those cash flow models so that if an investor asks you about it, you can answer and let them know exactly what the waterfall is. So that's really everything you need to know about the waterfall structure. As I mentioned on the simplified cash flow calculator, that waterfall structure number two, which is the 8% preferred return and the 70-30 profit split is what's currently set up on that model. If you want to do one of the other waterfall structures, you're going to have to do some manual manipulation. Really, all of them are pretty easy to do except for the hurdle, which takes a little bit of a more high-level grasp of Excel, which is why I prefer the iterative process, which is, again, just changing the sales proceeds to the limited partners until they've hit that IRR hurdle. So let's say $100,000 at sale, you send $30,000 to the LPs and see what the cash flow calculator calculates as the IRR. Oh, it's a 10% IRR. Okay, let's try $40,000. Oh, now it's a 15%. So you can't keep going higher, lower, higher, lower, higher, lower, higher, lower until you hit that sweet spot of $35,275.16 is exactly a 13% IRR. And then you know that the remaining cash flow above that will be split 50-50. So, okay, that concludes this episode. Thank you all for listening. If you want to listen to other syndication school episodes and check out some of the free documents we have available, that is all available at syndicationschool.com. Thank you for listening, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Groundbreaker helps you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. That's groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe to get a free deal pitch deck template. The Invest This podcast interviews the elite in real estate investment to uncover the secrets to building an empire in every aspect of real estate investment. Visit investthispodcast.com. That's I-N-V-E-S-T-T-H-I-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T.com for the top 10 real estate books to build your empire and to learn more.